What's up, everybody? This is Podcast Game Overs, episode 140. Saturday, April 8th. I am Wasabi Ice Cream, joined as always by Rick. What's up? Yo, what up, everybody? It's Rick. I'm here. You're here. We're all here. I'm excited to talk about some games I've been playing. Uh, I just started playing the Resident Evil Mercenaries Mother just dropped the other day, but I'll talk about that in a little bit. Let's start where you always start, man. Tell the people what you've been playing. Uh, no, talk about that. Talk about that RE4. Talk about that first. You first. Oh, really? Why? After That's not how we do this. <laughs> That's not how we do this. Yeah, you're mixing it up. That's okay, spicy. cool. Okay, here we go then. So, Mer- Resident Evil 4 Remake just had a, an update drop the other day for their uh, Mercenaries mode. You guys don't know, uh, Mercenaries was a mode in the original Resident Evil 4. Uh, it's basically like a time attack, like score attack mode. So like, it drops you in a uh, level, uh, fills up with enemies. You have a time limit to kill as many enemies as you can. Build up a multiplier by scoring multiple kills consecutively without getting without getting murdered, uh, without letting the combo meter drop. End of the run tallies up your points and gives you a rank based on those points. Uh, really simple concept, but what's cool with this game is they could have just copied that wholesale from the original game and we would have called it a day. But they didn't do that. They added a ton of cool features. Now every character, um, there's a new character in the game. Uh, Luis is now playable, where he was in the original. And each character that is coming back has some major changes to their mechanics. Every character has like a mayhem mode now. That's like basically an overdrive mode. And after you get enough kills and fill this bar up, it gives you a special boost or effect to your character. Uh, Leon gets uh, an upgrade to his damage output, his movement speed, his reload speed, firing speed. Everything just gets up with him. Hunk gets infinite ammo. Krauser fucking mutates and Groot gets his like sword arm and like yeah, yeah, he's doing it right now on the Twitch stream right there that we're seeing, where he just like fucks people up and he's like he's really cool. Uh, Luis has a timer where he can set down like explosives and he can set down uh, You know, he set down an explosive after the first one's gone off But you can shoot the explosive set it off early. So that's really cool And it's basically an instant kill for anyone that steps it that you blow up with it It's fucking awesome. Like there, there's so much added to this game. It's fucking incredible um, Krauser also has an update to his knifing mechanics. So he's got a system now where if you have his knife out and you're attacking with, you can basically just fight with the knife and it's like viable because he could, he attacks a lot faster than Leon does more damage. His knife doesn't break and he can actually dash around while he has a knife out. Like he does in the fucking game when you're fighting him. It's fucking incredible. Like it's, there's so much stuff added to this game that it's, it's, it's a fucking great dude. It's so much fun. I played it till like two in the morning last night and i was like holy shit this is incredible um it's not perfect yet it's not a one-to-one transition i would argue it's better than original mercenaries but there's some caveats here there's only three maps available right now it's the village the castle and the base where the original had four village castle base and a water world uh, which was an exclusive level that was not based on any location in the game, whereas every map here is based on a location from the actual campaign. And there was five playable characters. You had Leon, you had Leon, Ada, Hunk, Krauser, and Wesker. 
where in this game, Ada and Wesker are currently absent. So it's just Leon, Krauser, and Honk are the returning characters. Luis is the new character. And they did nerf Honk's neck break, which is like really shitty because Honk had a special ability where if he shot someone in the face instead of like a melee kick, it was like a neck break and it was an instant kill. Uh, they nerfed it a little bit because in the original game, it was a really quick animation. It was a little bit, it took a little bit longer than a face kick, but it wasn't that long. With this, they linger on the animation a little bit, so you can't just like flash a group of dudes and just neck break, neck break, neck break, neck break. There's some delay between it. Uh, but to make up for it, it is still an instant kill, so you can instant kill like really strong enemies with it and rack up those points super easy. Uh, Chainsaw is giving you a hard time, shoot him in the face, crack his, snap his neck, he's not a problem anymore. Um, and to make up for it, uh, he does have an instant kill with his uh, with his uh, sidekick. If you shoot, shoot someone in the leg and they kneel over, you have like a sidekick or like a stab with your knife. That is an instant kill still. So you can rack up points that way pretty easily. Um, all in all, it's a lot of fun, dude. I had so much fucking fun with this mode and I'm really happy it's here. Um, I can't wait to see if maybe they add extra characters later as DLC or as updates to the game or maps. Because this is a fucking great mode that seriously shows off the mechanics of this game very, very well. Um, Resident Evil 4 was always a more action-focused game, and Mercenary showed that off. And Resident Evil 4 Remake definitely shows off these mechanics a lot better. You're going to be constantly fighting back dudes, uh, the parrying uh, uh, weapons that enemies are throwing at you. Uh, constantly this back and forth between keeping a high score and keeping yourself alive. The action mechanics are very, very good in this, and this Mercenaries mode shows it off by just focusing on the action. Um, I think Resident Evil 4 Remake's a fantastic game. I don't think I, that's a surprise here. I talked about it last time when I played it. Uh, I beat it. I loved it. This Mercenaries mode is just more to love, man. <laughs> hey, people should go pick it up. Okay. I heard there's, there's talk about they added some sort of microtransaction stuff. Okay, so that's there's no microtransaction for mercenaries mode. Um, okay. When you play through the game, okay, how can I explain this? Um, when you play through the main campaign, you can take on these uh, these challenges for um, not the side quests. It's uh, like a shooting gallery challenge. And when you play through these uh, shooting galleries, you can build up these like points and stuff to get like bottle caps, not bottle caps, these uh, these uh, clips to your attache case that give you certain abilities. Um, you can also do side quests to get um, what they call exclusive ticket upgrades. Now, you can get those exclusive ticket upgrades naturally by playing through the game. If you level up your weapon all the way, you unlock the uh, exclusive upgrade to that weapon. It's not a new thing, it was in the original game. For example, the Red 9. If you built up that Red 9, maxed it out, you had an exclusive upgrade that doubled its attack power. That's still here. The difference is that you can do these side quests, you can do these missions, and you can buy the exclusive upgrades using those resources you get from doing these side quests. So you can skip right to exclusive upgrades. So if you don't want to wait about upgrading everything else first in the Red 9, you can just dump right into that double attack power from the beginning. It doesn't cost you any money, it costs you an exclusive ticket, right? Mm. Um, with the mercenaries update they added an option to buy those exclusive tickets like from the playstation store um but it's honestly like not that big a deal if you want to drop money on it that's okay if you want to skip through part of the game and just get right into that 
but you can get those exclusive tickets like early on like you can do the side quest it costs a fuck ton of these like resources you'll be using that of like getting other things like these medallions to get those bot to get those like keychains or um you can even get like some treasure with it too or weapons with it but if you want to spend you know, those resources on these tickets you can do that or you can just level up the gun naturally and get the exclusive upgrade at the end it doesn't it's not that big a deal um mercenaries doesn't have any sort of microtransactions that i can see um so yeah that's where that came from very weird timing to release that because people who haven't played the game are like hey mercenaries modes here and now there's microtransactions that tied to the mercenaries mode it's not it's uh a resource that's already in the game that is added in later as an option to buy it okay cool yeah yeah that's all i have to say about that i'm also still playing fable 3 which is i'll be honest a guilty pleasure game for me man um uh, some backstory behind my life uh, with my wife uh, working in the same business I am. She had to get her insurance license. She's been studying for that insurance in the, her license exam. So I've had a lot of time to actually like play at my computer. I've been taking a uh, double duty, taking care of the baby while she studies. And to kind of unwind, I didn't want to play like a really like, you know, aggressive, action focused, attention focused, like survival horror action game. So I was kind of playing a more laid-back game with Fable 3, which is a very, very fun, unwind game. It doesn't ask a lot from you. It's pretty easy. You can build up money, resources very easily in the game. It's a very fun, like, easy, lean-back, I just want to unwind and decompress a little bit game. Uh, I've been playing that a lot, too, alongside Resident Evil. And I gotta say, didn't like Fable 3 a lot when it first came out compared to Fable 2, but... It's a pretty fun, like, low-pressure, guilty-pleasure game of mine that I've been playing a lot. I'm almost done with it. <laughs> it gives you an idea, like, how much I've been putting into it. Um, but yeah, that's all I've been playing. Uh, tell me what you've been playing, dude. Play a little Jedi Fallen Order. Yes, I... how is it? It has a very, very good first impression. I will say that. Yeah. I didn't have enough time to really dig my teeth into it, but I, yeah. I can already tell that's gonna be it's it's gonna be great. I don't know why I don't know what took me so long to finally play it, but I was going through EA. The I was like, oh, you know what? I I got this EA Play thing. I can um I can just go on there and get ten hour trials of like the stuff that's on there. But okay, there's a couple caveats to that. One. Uh, not every game has the 10 hour trial. So I was going to go on there and play dead space. So I was like, Oh, this is perfect for the trial. Cause it's fucking like dead space. I bet I can beat this game within the 10 hour window of the trial. No, that's not on there. So yeah. <laughs> you can't do that. Um, excuse me. And then, uh, I was going to try out wild hearts, which is on there, which is in the trial. But the fucking the problem with that is, which I just found out, is that the try the trial for that. Yes, it's ten hours, but they only let you play the first chapter, which is like a two-hour segment, and then they just let you do that over and over again. So oh, fuck that. It's like super misleading, and I don't know if all of their trials are like that, where it's, they only give you a certain portion of the game that you can play for ten well, hours. Wild Hearts is out yet, right? Like so, Wild Hearts is out. It's out. Is it? Yeah. 
It's been out for a while. They've been patching it. They've been patching it because it released uh, the performance was pretty bad. But I didn't even hear about that. Like that's crazy to me. <laughs> yeah, it's out. So I was gonna go in. I was gonna try that, but then like I heard on Reddit, like, oh no, you don't want to. It's uh, yeah, it's super misleading because you they only let you play the first like two hours, which is the first chapter, and then they don't let you. Oh my god, this. this game came out in February. I didn't even know that. Jesus yeah. Christ. So, I saw the monster that. hunter killer. Everybody, everyone's calling this the monster hunter killer now. Like I don't know it. if anyone's saying that. They said it's a little like it's doing its own thing, kind of. But it's worth playing if you are into monster I, hunter. I don't know if everyone's saying that, but one I know one dude who said that. So that one dude who said that. Fuck you. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> which so, by the way, monster hunter is on Game Pass. So just saying, it is on Game Pass. Any whoozle. So you pl- how was that two hour segment? Oh, you haven't tried that yet. Oh, I didn't play, play it because I right? was so turned off by that. So I was like, yeah. I, then I saw Jedi Fallen Order on there, and it said I owned it, and I was like, I don't, I own this. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's uh, if you have Game Pass, you could just play it. Like, there's no like trial or anything. It's just, no, it's I, I own it. I do own it. It's on. I had it on Steam. So I was like, oh. <laughs> Okay. I was like, oh shit, I own this game, so I should just install this and just play it. And I did. Yeah. And yeah, it's great, man. It's, what, it's good. What, what I like about it is it like you can clearly tell it like borrows heavily from a bunch of different games. Like it's a little uncharted, oh, yeah. a little Dark Souls, a little like Tomb Raider. Yeah, I would argue it's closer to like the newer Tomb Raider mixed with like Dark Souls. Yeah, yeah. Like, and even like, a little bit of even a little bit of Sekiro because it does there is some like parry based mechanics, but the parry went it's like super easy to parry in this game, so it's not even Yeah. Um It's yeah, like it's really not cool. pushing at all. Yeah. I wonder why they even like wanted to do the soul stuff with it cuz like I feel like it kind of holds the game back a little bit to do the Souls thing, but it's still a yeah. fun game. Like I like it. I haven't beaten it yet, but I like it. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna put more more time into that. That, that opening like hour is really really impressive. It's strong. It's a really strong opening yeah. hour. Yeah. So I'm I'm ho- I'm hoping that it holds up through the entirety of the of the game. But I heard good things about like with a new one coming out. I'm like, yeah, I should I should probably play this. Uh, definitely since I own it, I'm like, oh yeah, let me go. Yeah, that, that, that's my logic too. Like I have it on, um, it's on Game Pass, so I own it on PS4, but it's on PS4, so the performance isn't great. Uh-huh. But it's on Game Pass, so I can play it on my PC. I downloaded it to my, my Xbox, so I'm probably going to play it on that because I like, uh, I want to play that in my living room. But no, it's a fun game. And I, 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 I wish I played it when it came out, but I'm going to play it now and hopefully with the new one coming out, hop into that. But no, it's really good. It's got a strong narrative to it. If you've watched the... Uh... Oh, you haven't watched any of the expanded Star Wars stuff, have you? Like no, Clone Wars, got me, Rebels? It's got me more interested in the Star Wars thing now because I'm, I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan in general. So the stuff that's happening here, I'm like... Oh, this is actually pretty fucking interesting. It's like so, more—it's more interesting than most of the stuff that happens in, in like the Star Wars that I've seen. So a lot of the stuff in that game, yeah. uh, a lot of the uh, story beats from it, are taken from Star Wars Clone Wars and the Star Wars Rebel series. Okay. 
I think you would like that. Try watching Clone Wars. The first season's kind of hit and miss. There are some really good episodes, really bad episodes in it, but every episode, every season after that is consistently really good. Give that a try. Okay. I, I've... Not only is it, like, a good series on its own, but it, like, recontextualizes a lot of the stupid shit that Star Wars is known for and makes it, like, less stupid. So... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, like... A big meme is like, oh, Anakin went crazy and killed everybody because the Jedi didn't make him a master. But if you watch the show, he was basically like essential to the war effort for three years. He gave himself to the Jedi, gave himself to the war effort, constantly won battles for everybody. If they disrespect them at the end of it by not giving him a master rank. So that that's that's where that anger comes from. Like little things like that. You see that throughout the show. And yeah, give it a try. I think if you liked like the story stuff in uh, Fallen Order, you'll you'll probably like Clone Wars and Rebels a lot too. Yeah, because yeah, it was a bummer because it seems like it it's taking place in between some established, obviously some established lores here that I I don't yeah. nothing about. So, and you know I doubt that they're gonna go through and explain. Here's what you don't know about Star Wars going into this. Like it's well, there's like a. There's like a, uh, what what's the fucking term? A, a glossary you can go yeah. through. Yeah, a codex in the game you can read through if you want to like hear some terms. But it's pretty standard. If you watch the movies, like oh, you haven't really watched the movies though, have you? I've seen the original trilogies, but not the, but not the prequel one. trilogies. Yeah, not the prequel trilogy or the sequel trilogy at all. Uh, there's a see. Well, how many trilogies are there? There's so there's three. the original, there's the original, which <laughs> yeah. is like four, five, six. Yeah. There's the prequel trilogy, which is one, two, three. Yeah, I've seen the first six. Okay. So you haven't seen seven, eight, nine, the sequel trilogy. I've seen one. I saw Jedi. I saw the first one of those. Okay, cool then. So yeah, you should go like Order 66 and like all that stuff then. I don't think so. I mean, I wasn't really paying attention to that. I might have to like rewatch the entire... Because I, I watched those shits and I was just super bored, dude. I was like, this ain't. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Go watch uh, Clone Wars. It does a much better job, like, doing this shit that yeah, the prequel trilogy you're trying to do. It does a much better job of that. Yeah. Because it gives that stuff time to breathe. And, like, there are minor characters that get, like, a couple minutes of screen time in the movies that are, like, major players in the show. And, like,. Okay. When they die in the movie and people make a big deal out of it, like you get, you understand why because the show like recontextualizes it. Yeah. Like go go check out go check out Clone Wars. I guess the first season, very hit and miss the first season, but every season after that's consistently really good. So check it out. Okay, yeah, I might have to do that. Yeah, because I'm looking yeah, for it. a new show to start too. So if it's like a series, fucking Clone Wars, man, I'm telling you, like. I skipped it. I thought it was like a kid's show. And yeah, it kind that's of the one is, that was on especially... Cartoon Network, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I skipped it. I thought it was going to be a kid's show. Especially because uh, to promote the show, they, they had a movie that actually made it to theaters. That honestly shouldn't have come to theaters. It was like a basically like a, a glorified pilot for the show. And that movie was like not impressive. Like, I didn't like it. <laughs> yeah. I rewatched it again. To see if like okay, do I still not like it? Because I finished Clone Wars and went back to it. I still don't like it. It's not a it's not a good first impression of the show. So I recommend don't watch that movie. Just go right into the show. Okay. And if you feel like it, go back and watch the Clone Wars movie. But just watch the show for now. It's it's super good. 
Yeah. Any who's on. Yeah. Jedi so, Fallen Order. Continue. Yeah, I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep playing this because it's it's really interesting. So. And it's pretty fun. Yeah, it's super fun. I like it a lot. And as a fan of like Star Wars, it does Star Wars very very well. Um. Yeah, that's all we've been playing. So let's jump into what little gaming news we have. Not even really news. It's like a rumor that we're getting from uh. Or hearing of rumblings of, but apparently Sony might have a new handheld in the works. Um, according to some rumor, the rumor mill stuff here, it's a handheld codenamed Q Lite. It will require a PS5. It's not a cloud streaming device, but instead uses remote play to connect to the PS5, which, by the way, you can do that with Xbox and a smartphone, but whatever. Um, you can also do it with a smartphone already on PS5. So, can you really? Okay, there we go. Then so I don't even know why it's a thing. Um, <laughs> and a and a laptop and a tablet and whatever. See, there we go. It uses um, adaptive streaming to get 1080p 60fps, but the system will require constant internet connectivity. Early prototypes of it show that's going to look like a PS5 controller with an eight-inch LCD touchscreen in the center of it. Um, it's going to have the adaptive adaptive triggers for haptic feedback, just like you would on a regular console, and, or just like you would on the, the standard PS5 controller. You know, it's going to have a console-specific stuff, volume buttons, speakers, and audio input jack. And apparently it's in its QA phase right now. It's not set to come out till like late 2024. Honestly, if that's the idea for it, I'm not sure if I'm sold on it, man. Like, I initially thought that this whole thing was a, one of those April Fool's jokes, but yeah, then I saw it was posted like yesterday <laughs> or yeah. a few days ago. So I was like, "There's no way, there's no way this is real." But it's, I mean, it's it's a rumor, so. My logic is if it's going to be a streaming device. So here's the thing. If it's going to be a streaming device, here's what it has to compete with right now, man. It has to compete with smartphone gaming, which is already like super popular and kind of killed the Vita before streaming games was even like a major thing. It's also got to compete with what Microsoft's doing is you could stream if you have Game Pass Ultimate, you can stream from any device that has internet connectivity, basically. Yeah. Um, fun fact, I do that to play Fable 3. Like, I'll, I'll run some side quests in Fable 3 on my smartphone, and it's not a demanding enough game that it, like, really fucks with me. So, that's something you gotta, you gotta compete with. On top of that, the Nintendo Switch, the handheld console hybrid that the Switch is, has to compete with that, too. So what's this thing gonna cost? If it's more than like a switch, who's gonna buy it really? Like, well, see, that's especially, the thing. I think, I think it's gonna be cheap as shit. I think it's gonna be like hundred bucks at the most. So that's what I would think. But if it's gonna use an actual PS5 controller tech with the haptic feedback, adaptive triggers, yeah, that's gonna add a lot to the price. Those controllers alone are like seventy dollars. So yeah. I don't know. It's, I'm I'm thinking at least like 200 if they want to make a profit. They'll probably sell it a loss, maybe shoot for 150. That would be ridiculous. Yeah. If, if it's like if it's that much and it's not like just like a straight up Android thing that I can install other stuff on it and kind of just use it as a 
because there's other device like Logitech just put out a device that, or was it like Razer or like, maybe both of them put out like a streaming device, like a dedicated streaming Android handheld device, but it's straight up Android. So you can install native Android games on it, emulators and games, other stuff you can use yeah. it for other stuff. But if this is just a dedicated for, and also you requires a PS five to use, if it's like that and you can't do shit else with it, you, I, it's, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I agree. So, I agree. I uh, agree. That's why to make, to make this worth, they got to sell it like super cheap. Yeah. Which again, how much are those PS five controllers alone? The tech for those PS five controllers, uh, Okay, PS5 controls like what, like $70, $75? So, yeah. If that tech is in that system, like how much can they realistically sell the system for? Again, they might sell it at a loss, you know, to get like people to invest in it, but there's no dedicated games to it, right? So, the idea of selling a console is at a loss is that you make up for it with, with the hard, with the software and subscriptions. But if you already have those subscriptions of your PS5, there's no reason to sell this at a loss, right? Because <laughs> then you're just losing money at that point because there's no, like, things to upgrade to. Yeah. Um. I don't know. This is all rumor, speculation, so we'll see what happens with it if this is an actual product that's being worked on. But I think it needs some more... Uh, I think it needs some more uh, some more eyes on it to like really consider like why this has to exist. I what to I justify it. what I would love if they did what I would love this to be is just a straight up handheld PS5. Yeah, just a PS5 handheld, especially in the with especially with like a Steam Deck is out, and you get all these fucking Steam Deck alternatives that are coming out now. Yeah. It would, I would, if this was a handheld PS5 completely, just digital only, whatever the fuck, uh, I would, this would, I would buy this, like, probably the day it comes out. Yeah. Straight up. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, the the, the leaked information on it points that that's absolutely not what this is. Yeah, that's what but I'm saying. But I, they have time yeah. enough. I feel like they have time enough. Like, people are going to react to this. I mean, they're already reacting to this. If they're not... If they're not paying attention, <laughs> it would be so brain yeah. dead. It would be so tone deaf to release this. I mean, I mean, I don't want to be that guy, but like, look at what Sony's been doing ever since they won uh, the last generation. They've gotten super lazy, yeah, with providing like quality, like consumer care. And I will argue that Microsoft is probably the most like customer friendly option right now. Uh, with Sony and Nintendo being very far behind them. Um, so we'll see what happens, man. I mean, they're not like, they're, they're, it's not like they're asking for a market ground right now. Like, they're the best selling console on the market at this point. So I don't know what's, what they're going to do if they're going to pay attention to anything or just do their own thing. But we'll see. Fuck, even if the system can just play like some games natively, like, you have that PlayStation Plus like subscription. If it lets you download those games to the system so you can play them on the go, that'd be cool too. But yeah, we'll see what they what happens with it. Um, from what I'm seeing here, this solves a problem that wasn't really a problem 
and is asked and uh, creates a solution that's like super inconvenient and cost and not very cost effective. But it's already a problem that's like solved by their own remote play. Like they they have they put out this ad recently for their like remote play streaming thing that already work you can already do on your tablet and phone and shit. They even have a phone. Yeah. They have a dedicated phone attachment. That's like a straight yeah. up. You just attach it to your phone. Oh yeah, the backbone. Yeah, yeah. So, I've seen that. So I just don't understand this, why you would need this. Yeah, same. So that's what's weird to me too. I mean, we'll see what happens with it, man. If this is gonna come into fruition, but if they release this with the specs and the concept we're seeing here, who's this for? Honestly um nobody <laughs> that's who it's for yeah uh coming to game pass you got loop hero which is available now i've wanted to play that game for so long and i get to try it now great game um yeah iron brigade is available now for co- cloud and console ghostwire tokyo is gonna be available for cloud console and pc yeah uh april 12th you also have if you care about that kind of thing nhl 23 for console and Minecraft Legends Cloud Console PC April 18th. I've been hearing uh, very yeah. good things about Minecraft Legends. Dude, same. I mean, there are other side projects that have been pretty dope. Like Minecraft, uh, I heard Minecraft Story Mode was really fun with uh, Telltale. Yeah, that was great. I heard, I heard, uh, oh, I did play uh, the Minecraft uh, ARPG. What is it? Dungeons. Yeah, Minecraft Dungeons. That's actually great. pretty fun. Yeah. By the way, it's got a roguelike mode that's like fucking incredible like it's way better than it has any right to be yeah dude there's got like a roguelike mode on it that um you have to play the main campaign until you get to like uh a certain point in the campaign you're gonna run through this like randomly generated dungeon and it randomly gives you like equipment so you could try out like uh, equipment there it randomly assigns you stuff and if you make it to the end it gives you resources to spend in the actual campaign it's pretty dope Yeah, is it great? I mean, if you're like, I'll be honest, if you're like a, a diehard RPG fan, you played a lot of this stuff before probably, but Minecraft does it in a way that's very easily accessible, that even like ARPG veterans might not get a lot out of the big campaign, but the roguelike mode is pretty fun. And this is, it's great for, like, someone who wants to get into ARPGs. Like, that's a great way to do it. Yeah. So if you've never played, like, a Diablo-like before, like, this Minecraft Dungeons is a good way to do it. Um. But yeah, dude, uh, anything Minecraft wants to do, I'm like, I'm, I'm here for it, man. They got some cool shit coming out of the pipeline. Um. They have a cool track record or some of the cool shit they've done already. So we'll see what happens with the Legends, but I've heard good things about it, too. Uh, no quickies because like nothing's fucking happened this week. So we want to trailers and videos. Uh, Hammerwatch Two got an announcement trailer. I've never heard of this. What's Hammerwatch? Oh man, Hammerwatch. So it's a gauntlet like. Oh shit! Which if you're if you're into if you're into like Diablo, I think Gauntlet has a lot to. It's probably the original Diablo, I would say. Yeah. So. There's yeah, a, more arcadey, but yeah. Yeah, there, there's a soft spot in my heart for some Gauntlet, which I play a lot of Gauntlet Legends on like N64 and in the arcades. Remember oh, yeah. the big ass fucking four player arcade? 
Okay. Oh yeah, dude. I played uh, the Dark Legacy port when that came out to like oh, Xbox yeah. and PlayStation Two. Like I played that a lot. So this is a this is a gauntlet basically. Uh, the first I've played a lot of the first Hammer Watch, which yeah? is uh, basically yeah, it was like a lot of it was gauntlet basically, dungeon crawling with with co op and it was great. And this is more of that. So um, it's one of my favorites of that too. And it's really cool. It's really it looks cool. good. Like it looks like it'll be a fun like gauntlet clone, yeah. which I'm okay with. They also have a roguelike version of this game called Heroes of Hammerwatch. That one oh, yeah? I've not I've not played a lot of that one because it's less gauntlet, more roguey. But um, this this is what I want. This is straight up gauntlet shit, man. And I love it. And you got your classes. You know the wizard, the rogue, the thief. Uh, the, the warrior. So. That's really cool. I gotta check it out now. Yeah, and it's fully co-op. You should get the original. It's probably it's probably very cheap right now, but we should play through yeah. this, man. I never finished the original, but because it's very it's long and it's difficult. <laughs> yeah, there's like a lot of traps and shit, like straight up gauntlet, man. You'll just run into a trap and you're like fuck, and then you die. And then you okay gotta, with that? Yeah. I like those gauntlet style games, especially the ones that have like a twist on it. Like uh, Magicka is another fun one that's like super yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, because of the chaos that can come from like mixing magic and stuff. But this looks cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna check it out. It's Hammer Watch. And here you go. Here's a Hammer Watch is showing up on a uh, Steam when I type it in. Yeah. Where's the first Hammer Watch? Is the first Hammer Watch on Steam? Here it is. It is. Yeah, ten dollars. Okay. Oh, August 2013, this first game came out. It's like a almost 10-year-old game. Yeah. Um, I think this, All right. I think the sequel, the second one here, I think is more open-worldy. So there's like towns and like the first game is just straight up dungeon. You're just in a dungeon. It's dungeon. Okay, that's cool. Almost like it has towns like and that. shit. Yeah. I like that. All right. Thank you for putting this game on my radar. I'm going to check this out. Yeah, it's great. It's my wish list. Uh, next game is uh, No Man's Sky with this Interceptor update trailer. Yeah. No Man's Sky, every time they release a new update, we just talk about, oh, it's come such a long way. But this is like... This might be this the one. Insane. This might yeah, be the one they get. Like, every time yeah. they put out an update, I'm like, I just want some shit to shoot. I just want to kill some shit. And they added an entirely new enemy type and it looks good. <laughs> it looks good. It looks like there's, they gave you shit to shoot. There's I'm like, not seeing any shooting in here. Oh, here it is. Hold on. No, yeah, I'm no, not seeing any shooting. Oh, there it shooting. is. There it is. There's shooting. Oh, here it is. Okay. Yeah. There's there's uh, space shooting and there's ground shooting. Ooh. Which, yeah, I'm I'm here for. So there's a new ship class too. Is this like a fighter ship? It is a fighter ship. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, it's got ship battles. Like, major ship battles. Okay. Oh, shit. Okay, this this is cool. Is this a free update, or...? Free. They've all been free, so... Oh, my God. Honestly, if they wanted to charge for this update, I wouldn't... I wouldn't shit on them for it. <laughs> yeah. This is cool. 
Ooh, every gotta, time, yeah, every time they put out a, yeah, right. Time to reinstall and like, but I always, I, I always start a new game every time they put out an update, and I get to the same point where it's like, because you don't get to this, you don't get to this in the beginning. There's a lot of shit before this that they don't show you, and that's the shit that I always get tripped up on, man. It's like the harvesting yeah, resources. This, this is this is for yeah, this is for like people who've already like beaten the game or gone to the end of it. Yeah, like this more stuff to do so. But I'm probably gonna play this today and really dedicate yeah, yeah. myself to getting to some good content because they added more. Yeah. They added more difficulty mode, so you can set it to more of an easier thing, but yeah. still get some like the, the survival mode. There's one before that that they added that makes it a little more forgiving on the survival shit. So you can kind of just play the game and not worry about, oh, your stamina is running out. Oh, no, your oxygen is running low. Oh, no, it's dangerous. Like, that shit was super annoying. They eased up yeah. on that a little. So Yeah, and this is cool because, like, if this is what's waiting for me at the end of all that shit, I might just, like, be able to muscle through it and get to yeah, the end already. Yeah. But, but we'll see. Like, this is, this is cool, man. No Man's Sky is a game that keeps on giving. Every time they have a new update, we talk about how cool it is and... I want to get into it now. Um, yeah. This one's really funny. Uh, axolotl. Yeah. You're, you're an axolotl with an AK-47. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, that's cool to me. It's a, it's like a bite. It's like a enter the gungeon. It's nuclear enter the gungeon. Throne. It's straight up yeah. enter the gungeon. Yeah, I, I, I'm all for this, man. There was a point where I was like very much into Enter the Gungeon. Never got very far in it, but always enjoyed it thoroughly when I played it. So yeah, I never got super far into it, but I liked what I was playing through. And it sounds like fun. It's got like a like a what is like a like a like a a breeding mechanic. What is that? Like about like, fifty seconds in. I don't know. Like, I, I think looks like, like it looks like Chow Garden. Yeah. I'm not sure what that is. They have like stats. They have like weapon stats almost too. I'm not totally sure. Yeah, it looks like a, like a like a breeding mechanic to like breed specific weapons. Axolotls. Okay, that's pretty oh, neat. Okay, okay. there you can play as them. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Okay, that might separate this from like every other like roguelike Enter the Gungeon Nuclear Throne. Yeah. Kind of type of game. Okay, that's pretty neat. That's pretty neat. I might check that out now. Um, it's a. Uh, just coming out for. I know this is like a PS5, PS4 like trailer. Yeah, it's also on. But PC. is it like? It's okay, I was gonna say. It's been on Steam for a couple of years. It's not out yet, but the page has been up for a few years, I think. So, seems like they've been working on this for a while. All right. I'll check it out there. This looks dope. Um, in game releases, April 11th for PS4 Switch, we have Process of Elimination coming out. What is this? I'm going to guess it's like some uh, visual novel because that's like seems to be everything that's coming out on Switch. It seems so. It needs an age verification for me to pull it up. Yep, it's a visual <laughs> novel. Okay. Uh, I, it looks like the game, there's some sort of game here. <laughs> oh, I saw the first, like, it's a board five game. screenshots. Oh, less excited now. Board game <laughs> puzzle. 
or tags on here. Kind of detective strategy. Okay, so like a game. like a turn based strategy puzzle game with detective mechanics. That's neat. Okay, that's that's pretty neat. I'm still not gonna play it, but <laughs> it's a cool little twist there. Yeah. If it was on Game Pass, I would try it, but I'm not gonna pay forty dollars for it. Yeah. Um, Sherlock Holmes: The Awakened coming out on PC, Switch, PS4, PS5, yeah. Xbox Series X. I played the demo of this in the last demo derby, and it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Not really into so this the is... Sherlock Holmes games, but so this is like Sherlock Holmes and like Cthulhu. Yeah, it's actually a remake of the old... There's an old version of this. That was a oh, yeah? straight-up point-and-click adventure. Yeah, I think all of these games are... I'm not sure if all of them or if it's just this one, but um, there's an old like point-and-click version of this from back in the days. That there's a remake of Modernized, so... Yeah, I never got into these Sherlock Holmes games, but... Um, they seem like interesting detective games. So if you're into sleuthing it out, you can do that. Oh, yeah. This game came out. The original came out in 2007. That is crazy. Okay. Interesting. I think Sherlock Holmes and Cthulhu would be a pretty cool like, combination to see. I don't know if I play a game out of it, but you know, <laughs> I might watch like, a movie or read yeah, a book or yeah. something. Uh, Tron Identity, PC and Switch. What the hell is this? I never heard of this. Is it a Tron game? This is a Mike Bithell joint, I do believe. Oh, it's like a yeah. visual novel point-and-click adventure. I don't know. Tron was like an IP that like Disney cared about enough to like continue with. Yeah. Well, it was like a new right. Tron series coming out pretty soon, isn't there? Or Is am I making that up? Hold on. Tron, the universe of Tron. I've, I never watched Tron anything, but it seems so, very interesting. So here's here's my beef with Tron, right? <laughs> so I never watched the original movie, but I did see like clips of it, right? And the idea is that these are like computer programs and computer processes like giving given life so everything in this world is like part of the computer okay um these are computer programs that exist in here these aren't people uh they're just computer programs given like identity basically uh and the kingdom hearts game like plays on that a lot which is really cool um the sequel does none of that <laughs> there's like a city there's like a nightclub and I'm like, what is this? Why does my computer need a nightclub in it? That's the part that like weirded me out. And that kind of any appeal that the original movie had based on that premise was like gone in that sequel. Because they're not like computer programs anymore. They're just like many people living in a computer, which is like super weird. Oh. Um did you see what I mean? Like Yeah. Which I could see why they did it. Because when the original Tron came out, like what, 1982, like the idea of like computers, such like a new thing that creating this movie was probably like a really cool, like fantastical thing. But now it's like, you know, a lot of these, these terms and stuff like that we know about are pretty common. So 
maybe that's why they made that change but i felt they stuck with that original premise it would have been really cool to see but i don't know uh everyone tells me the tron uprising show that came out 2012 was really good but i don't know about it i never even heard of that i, I don't know anything about tron dude yeah I know very little about it, just from heard from like from cultural zeitgeist and stuff, but yeah. yeah. Um I have to go back. I think the first Tron's on Disney Plus now. They finally took it out of the vault, so I might go check it out. Um maybe it's not as good as like I'm making it out to be. I never saw the original. I just know about the concept from like hearing from other people talk about it and seeing like clips of it on YouTube. So maybe it's like not even that good. I'm just like I'm like extrapolating my own idea of how cool it could be, like without actually watching the movie. But yeah, that, that that's my two cents on the Tron franchise. Um, April twelfth, we got Ghostwire Tokyo dropping on Xbox Series X. I'm gonna try that. I, I wanted to try Ghostwire Tokyo for a while, and when it was PlayStation exclusive, I didn't want to play it because uh, I didn't want to drop sixty dollars on it quite yet for a game that seemed kind of uh, weird to me. But if it's going to be on Game Pass, fuck yeah, I'm going to try it out. <laughs> yeah, this has been... I might even own this game. I think I got this from a Humble Bundle recently. Probably. Never, <laughs> never like, redeemed it. But yeah, if it's on Game Pass, I have been wanting to play this. Even though I heard it was not great. Um, Still, it just still looks cool. So It does look cool. Everyone tells me it's like super short. And it's not like that big of a world. But I prefer like a smaller handcrafted world than like a huge world with like nothing to do in between like yeah. walking from mission to mission. Like I like fallout and stuff, but the appeal of fallout is like, here's what people fuck up with like fallout and other scrolls types of games. Right. You will think, Oh, big map. That's all we need. No, you got to fill shit to do with it because yeah. half the fun is like, is going from one place to the other, but also discovering stuff in between that. Right. Yeah. Um, a lot of people don't do that. that a lot of these point. big games. Yeah. That was my point about when people were fit like, oh, Pokemon Breath of the Wild. Like, that was my whole point was that it's not enough to just have an open world Pokemon. There's got to be the, the whole thing about Breath of the Wild is that it had all this emergent gameplay while you were walking from point A to point B. There was a ton of shit that could happen randomly that would, would change how, uh, how you experienced that. That, right. Like it wasn't about the destination; it was about the journey, and that's what exactly. made it interesting. And exactly. And a lot of these, when games go open world, they have this idea to make a big world, and that's it. That's not how it works. Like, yeah, Final Fantasy Fifteen. I shit on that game for that reason. It's a huge world. That game is garbage. <laughs> but a big part, the, the open world is garbage because a big yeah. part of it is just like driving, having your car drive itself. Yeah. From one mission to the next. Which is cool, like, you get this cool scenery and stuff, but, you know, yeah. that's that's boring as fuck, like, sitting there I waiting for it to refused, happen. I refused to drive in that game. I ran everywhere. To the point where at the end of the game, because if you walk, you can, like, there's a bunch of items on the ground that you can just pick up for free. To the yeah, point yeah. where they, at the end of that game, I had 99 of, like, every item. It was a, yeah. it was a problem. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, game's like... Died. Yeah. yeah, the open world part of that game was not handled well. Um, now that's what I mean. Like, I don't want to play a big game if it's just like an empty space between quests. In its defense, that's though, what... there was some interesting stuff off the path that you could just run into. 
like a lot of like caves and stuff that you'd walk in and it'd be interesting stuff in them or but those are pretty far between and the game yeah. didn't encourage that the game yeah, encouraged yeah. you to like here's okay so a bit a little rant a lot of the cool stuff that game does is discouraged by the actual fucking game so yeah. like yeah so like another example is um if you camp out right you could you could unlock special like events with your party yeah like special side quests special conversations you can only see if you camp out with your party members but the game discourages that by giving you an xp boost for staying at a hotel <laughs> so a lot of people didn't even get to see that yeah like that... i saw it because like i didn't care enough to like min max my shit out by like staying at hotels uh so i just stayed at like camp spots because i didn't care enough to get that xp boost and yeah. the game was a lot more fun when you stop mid maxing it yeah um it's similar like when you like said but like the elder scrolls or or um fallout it's the same thing where they give you like fast travel so you just want to fast travel everywhere but if you do that there's a bunch of stuff in the world that you just you miss because you don't and and like people talk about how good elder scrolls like story is or, or like the visual storytelling you know they'll just put like a piece of scenery out there and it'll just be like a corpse with like a blade in its hand and like a note on it but you'll never see it because it's just it's there in the world but you're just fast traveling past everything that you just so never... i'll argue a lot of the newer games do it better because you have to like visit the place at least once to fast travel to it so they can put stuff in between that yeah to kind of let it happen but yeah once you get to that place like you're fast traveling back there every time yeah and yeah but it's, that's kind of a bummer because you do have to kind of like protect players from themselves a little bit yeah. by taking away some of that stuff um if you haven't seen it yet side side note talking about protecting players from themselves um game makers toolkit has a great video about it uh, about like some some choices developers have made that fans didn't really receive too well, but the developers did that to point out the intention of their game. It's super fascinating if you want to watch um, it. Near near um, near Automata is one of those. Well, I I would imagine near Automata is in that video. I haven't seen that video, but I would imagine it is in that video because there's a part in that game where you can ask one of the characters, "Hey, why isn't there uh, a map?" <laughs> And he's like, yeah, we don't want to put a map in. So fuck you. It's like, it's like direct. So like, <laughs> like, uh, there's a, there's a really cool, I don't I don't think Nier's in that one, but they talk uh, about like XCOM okay. and how XCOM 2 included that. Like, so XCOM 2 included like a, a turn limit on a lot of their, their, a lot of their missions. A lot of their missions have like a limit now to like finish the mission. And people hated that because like, oh, I can't play carefully now. But the developers are coming out and say, well, that's the point. You're not supposed to play carefully. It's supposed to be like a scary, nerve-wracking, every choice matters situation. Yeah. And if you're just hunkering down and overwatching every time, that eliminates the that eliminates the engagement that we're trying to encourage. And it's super fascinating to hear that because it's like, okay, so you make a choice that some people perceive what makes your game worse. But that's the original intention you wanted. I can respect that. Like, yeah. it's it's super interesting. Um, 
I'm gonna put it up in the stream chat. Fuck it. If anyone wants to check it out, it's not five. It's like a five-year-old video, but it's it's cool. It's really fascinating. Shouts out to GameMakers Two OK. They're great videos, man. You really cover great videos. Super great videos. I love their stuff. Um, but yeah, that's that's a good video protecting players from themselves. And back to Ghostwire Tokyo (laughs) because it's a smaller world. Um, I feel like that works better for the game because now they can actually like handcraft a lot of these experience, a lot of these areas. I'm not like, I'm not, most of my game time isn't running from place to place. So that's really cool. Yeah. Um, I'll give it a try though. We'll see if my opinion's true, but we'll see. Um, Thursday, April 13th, we have Cannon Dancer Osman coming out on everything. Yes. <laughs> what is this game? No idea. <laughs> it looks like fucking. Shinobi, not Shinobi, fucking Strider. Yeah, what fucking Strider ass game is this? It do, it really does, does look like Strider. Does have I'm not seeing any. Strider? I don't know. I'm not seeing any gameplay videos here, but explore the game's official website. Check this out. Oh, it's an arcade game. One of the rarest games in arcade history finally coming to modern consoles. Interesting. That's thirty dollars. <laughs> nice. Alright, I'll check that out later. This looks cool. And then finally, April 14th, we got Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection for PC Switch and PS4. Yeah. I know a lot of people are excited for that. Apparently Battle Network's been like a huge like fan like request for a long time. A modern way to play battle network so i guess it a lot is. of people are super excited for it's it it's gonna have online battle which is yeah gonna be interesting i i'm i'm do they expect people to go through because it's gonna have both so they they started doing the i think in like game three three through six started doing the pokemon thing where there's two versions um and those are all included here but i'm like why I, I I mean I know why is because you know they're they did release those so I guess if you want to be complete about it but uh I'm gonna play through both of those games because they're the same game just different uh like different know. like cards or whatever yeah yeah it's a different yeah. shit in some way I don't really know yeah like like Pokemon yeah 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 so, so I don't know how they're gonna do that I th- it looks like from the from the list of included games, it's got like Battle Network, Battle Network 2, then 3 Blue, 3 White, 4 Red Sun, 4 Blue Moon, 5 Team Proto Man, 5 Team Colonel, and 6 Psy Beast Grazer, and 6 Psy Beast Falzar. So it looks like they are going to include both versions of it. Yeah. So I guess you could like play through both of them. <laughs> they should just release like one. I don't know if, like, how feasible it is. They should just release like one version of it that's like, hey, here's like all the content from both parts available yeah, like, that's one playthrough. I, I mean, I don't expect that, but that would have been like really going above and beyond with this. But. Yeah. When you're already charging $60 for it, you might as well just like add some extra shit. Well, I've been told though they added a bunch of shit to it. Like there's some like Japanese exclusive like abilities, I guess you could only get in Japan if you have like a physical I guess there's like some physical promotion you had to like get to get these like power-ups and I guess it's available like in the game now um but yeah there's like a lot of stuff in here that 
I don't know. I've never played these games before, so I'm probably I'm using wrong terminology here, but there there was some effort made into this, like modernize it and like create a package experience without requiring any outside hardware or outside promotional material. Um played a lot of that first <laughs> one. And I haven't played any of them. People told me they're good, but I never played them. I can't imagine playing all of them. <laughs> like it would be so samey. I don't I don't know, but they're they're pretty good, but it's like it's like the Neptunia games. Let me just play one, and you've gotten your. Yeah. There you go. All right, and that's gonna do it for the show, everybody. Thank you, everybody, for coming in, saying hi, and thank you, Joker. Even though your opinion's wrong about Starry, I appreciate you coming in and talking with us. But yeah, man, uh, I'm excited to see like some of the stuff come out. I'm gonna play some Ghostwire Tokyo once that drops. Yeah. But yeah, I'm going to tell people what you've been playing or tell the people they can find us. You can go to Gameoverse.com, Gameoverse.com slash Twitch, Gameoverse.com slash YouTube, Gameoverse.com slash Discord. And you can jump in there. You can give us money at Gameoverse.com slash tip. I think that's the link. I set up a coffee. I don't know if I told anybody that, but I like stealth change the thing. I set up a there coffee. This coffee doesn't. You can just do. You can. It's it's easier. You can do subscriptions and coffee. Anyway, we did that. I did that. So you can do that. <laughs> um, you can give us money through Discord too. That's another thing I did. Yeah. I didn't tell anyone. I think I did tell you guys, but I'm gonna tell you again. Like you can do that and give us money. Yeah, buddy. Come in, and say hi. We don't give us money. Just come in and say hi. No, talk give with us, us money. <laughs> just, I'm fucking around. I prefer money, but if you want to give us your time, I'll yeah. accept that. <laughs> but no, thank everybody for coming in, saying hi. We'll do same time next week, same time next channel. In the meantime, everybody stay safe, be excellent to each other, and have a good one. <laughs>